this is Mark Sevy with Pod Points Podcast. Uh, we come to you from uh, Southern California, undisclosed location, a bunker deep in the uh, underneath the 405 freeway. And um, <laughs> we are, I'm with uh, my good friend Chris Styers, ChristopherStyers.com. Uh, he's also a, an author of note uh, with Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble pages. Um, you can his work is amazing. He's on his seventh, eighth, and ninth novel, depending on when you talk to him during the week. <laughs> How are you, Chris? I'm doing fine, Mark. Yeah, Thank good. you for asking. Well, it's uh, good. Always good to talk to you. Um, so we're heading into the the uh, the winter, the fall and winter, and uh, Hollywood's still in an uproar. But um, you know, it's really an odd world to live in, not only from a from just a physiological standpoint, but just a mental and emotional standpoint. And Hollywood is no exception. Um, but the good news is they are still churning out uh, material that was in the in the can or being produced before the pandemic. Are you watching anything interesting? Uh, not uh, lately. Uh-huh. Um, Same stuff. I've been watching a lot of uh, projects on my plate, but oh, okay. uh, been watching a lot of news, which I shouldn't do. No, that definitely will will kill you. Yeah. Well, we got, you know, the big news, obviously, is going to be the election. That's coming up. Um, I am, uh, I, I usually have a class on Tuesday nights with my, my students, my, my classes started last week. Um, but Uh I'm going to be at Cal state Fullerton speaking to my friend, Victor fans class, uh, instead of, instead of my class, which is going to be cool. It's this is, I don't know. Well, Mark, and didn't you just recently do a virtual reality intro to your classes? Uh, I did a seminar on uh, oh, okay. two weeks ago, and uh, that actually got me a lot of respondents to the intro class, which started on Thursday. But I also did um, I also did a class in Corvallis, Oregon, with uh, which is my friend Chris Chris Risley's class. Uh, he teaches oh. uh, script writing and Shakespeare in at Corvallis at Lynn Benton. All right, you've yeah. become. Have screenplay will travel. <laughs> At least have bullshit will travel. I don't know about uh, the rest of it, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so I've been I I've looked at my phone the other day. I keep notes on what I'm watching because I lose track of all the shows, and I'm watching 93 shows, episodic shows simultaneously. Now that doesn't mean every night, obviously, but um, yeah. I just started a new one called the. Miss Fisher Mysteries, um, which is That's out of Australia. Yeah, it is. And it's on um, I think it's on Prime. But anyway, it's um, it's pretty good. It's uh, different. It takes place in the 20s. It's based on. okay. Yeah, it's based on a series of books. Apparently, the flappers that we are familiar with in the United States were all over the world. Uh, The 20s was very much that flapper. But she's quite um, she's quite unique. You know what I noticed about uh-huh. the show? Um, they start you with her uh, with her kind of I don't know how to put it. Um, already fully engaged in her world and her life, uh-huh. and they, uh-huh. they show you why she becomes a detective, but they don't explain where she got the skills 
to become a detective. So there's no setup for it. And I've seen this consistent with some newer material, uh, which is interesting because it kind of leaves you a little disconcerted because she has a gun, which is unusual for a woman of that era. Um, She's very capable. Um, I I just don't know where she got the skill set because she didn't, she never took any classes or anything like that. I don't even know where she would get, learn how to be a private detective, but um, hmm. anyway, it's yeah, a good, go if, you're, if your main character is a cop, you already know. Right. They have a training background. Yeah. So when you're a civilian, yeah, you'd think that would be important. Well, it, the thing is, is once you get past it, you don't care. But it would have been nice to, and maybe they're going to, so here's the odd part of it. I don't want to spend the whole podcast on this, but here's the odd part of it. Um, They have a new version called the Modern Ms. Fisher Mysteries, Uh and it takes place like uh, 40 years after the original, and it involves her niece. So the new Ms. Fisher is the niece of the old Ms. Fisher. And they okay. do similar things to that show when they, because the Ms. Fisher, Miss Fisher mysteries went away, but the Ms. Fisher mysteries are a modern day version of that show, except they do the same thing with hers. They don't, she doesn't have any skills, but in that version, they tell her, you don't have any skills. So, um, but so she proves them wrong again, where she got all these, you know, the ability to do all this stuff. I mean, she climbs up a drain pipe for, for, pity's sake i mean it's like okay yeah. <laughs> uh anyway but it's fun it's they're they're you know they're meant to be entertaining and they certainly are and I, so i recommend both of them i enjoy i'm enjoying them i mean you could i've heard you say this before about some shows you can sit down turn off your brain and just enjoy them and um they're they're that kind of but they're very entertaining and that that's that's what you want to do at the end of the day right yeah. we want to entertain people so Um, I want to remind everybody that we are Plot Points Podcast. Uh, I am Mark Sevy. This is my friend, a collaborator, and um, just all-around good guy, uh, Christopher Styers. He is a an accomplished novelist. His seventh novel dropped a little while ago. He's working on his eighth and ninth. Uh, or, I'm sorry, your seventh is on its way, right? It's Yeah, they're finishing up the uh, editing, the publisher is. Right. You just finished with the galleys. Is that what they call them when when you're working on? Yeah. Yeah. So you just just finished finished with the the galleys, and they just sent me a prototype of the possible um, cover art. Mm, You're getting... You're getting some really good cover art these days. Uh, yes, I am. That must, that and must this be. One, this one's terrific, too. Is it? I just made a couple of suggestions, yeah. Uh-huh, cool. All right. Well, you deserve it, definitely. Um, so is, let's see. So he has a, a Amazon page, Christopher Styers. Uh, you yes. can follow him as an author and also a Barnes & Noble page. And he has a website, ChristopherStyers.com. And how's the script coming that you're uh, that you're working on? I I'm still working on the uh, rewriting of six. So, no. Oh, okay. Seven of eight. Uh-huh. And the script and the <laughs> galley or he's copywriting for nine will be coming soon. The that publisher said it's a different publisher, mm. and uh, so I. 
haven't been working on the script lately, but I need to get back to it. I want to get back to it. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is if you're, I've been, I've just been working my butt off with uh, these articles uh, that I've been writing. And I also had to do a presentation. I, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's, it's for a pretty yeah. big company, but I, I don't know if I mentioned it before. If I did, I probably shouldn't have because it's still in the works. But I mean, when you're, when you yeah. get, look, writer is a writer is a writer. If you're working on something, you're working period. That doesn't matter what that is. Um, yeah. so, and you write, you know, you, you take breaks, you write novels and articles. Uh, how many articles have you done? Like hundreds, I think, right? Oh, no, I think it's in seventies. Seventies. Okay. Yeah. And all those porn sites really appreciate your uh, your input. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well. Anyway. Uh, so we are. Um, we're going to do. We're not going to do a top list unless uh, it's a top list of, my, of the the writer that I'm going to profile um, who this week because I've been wanting to get him in, but. I wrote this profile a month ago or something. I haven't been able to get him on the podcast. Um, so anyway, it's uh, let me let me get started. It's a David okay. E. Kelly, um, who is a really amazing writer. Uh, I his his scripts are mostly the stuff of Emmys. Uh, Kelly's work includes such legendary TV shows as L.A. Law, where he started as a staff writer for Stephen Bochco and uh, quickly became an executive producer. Uh, Doogie Hauser, which probably only Chris and I remember, uh, was yeah. done with which, but with Bochco. Uh, Picket Fences, uh, The Practice, Ali McBeal, Boston Legal, and movies like Lake Placid and Mystery Alaska were all part of Kelly's early successes. Kelly has many Catholic themes in his work, but was actually raised Protestant in Belmont, Massachusetts. His father is a hockey Hall of Famer. At Prince, and in Princeton, Kelly was captain of the Princeton hockey team. His early work was, was, nice, was listed nicely on the Wikipedia, so I'm just going to quote it directly. Quote, demonstrating early on a creative and quirky bent in his junior year at Princeton, Kelly submitted a paper for a political science class about John F. Kennedy's plot to kill Fidel Castro, written as a poem. For his senior thesis, he turned the Bill of Rights into a play. I made each amendment into a character. The First Amendment is a loudmouth guy who won't shut up. The Second Amendment guy, all he wanted to talk about was his gun collection. Then the Tenth Amendment, the one where they say they leave the rest for the states to decide, he was a guy with self with no self-esteem. In, in 1983, while considering it only a hobby, Kelly began – I hate those guys – began – Kelly began writing a screenplay, a legal thriller, which was optioned in 1986 and later became the Judd Nelson feature film From the Hip in 1987, end quote. It was typical of Kelly to write most of his episodes in, of his own series, starting in longhand on a yellow tablet and finishing an episode in three to four, three to four days. After years of churning out Emmy material, Boston Legal was a spinoff spin from the practice. Uh, I'm sorry. Boston Legal, a spinoff from the practice, was the last real hit Kelly had until 2017's Goliath, a legal drama starring Billy Bob Thornton. Then came Big Little Lies, which got him Emmy nods again, and a slew of hits continuing to this day. Kelly has 11 Emmy Awards among 30-plus nominations for Outstanding Drama and Writing from 1989 to 2017. He also has a clutch of other awards, including four Peabody's. At least 30 actors or actresses have won Emmys playing Kelly character, something I consider a true accomplishment, which is to elevate others. 
1993, Kelly met and 10 months later married actress Michelle Pfeiffer. They have one adopted daughter and a son together. Kelly has 33 writer credits, but hundreds of episodes written for various TV shows of his and others' creation. In 2015, at the age of 59, David E. Kelly was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame. Currently has a show, The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant that will be playing on HBO on October 25th, and another four series listed on IMDb as either in production or pre-production. David E. Kelly is still going strong. So now you've seen probably most of what he what he's written, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I remember Alec McBeal. Gosh, it was a that was a social phenomenon. I remember people, you know, this was before streaming. I remember people rushing home to, to see the show. And uh, it, it so was so much fun. So many great things. And, of course, uh, Calissa Flockhart became a, a star from that show. Yeah. But it also had um, uh, Jane Krakowski, who was in uh, 30 Rock. Vonda Shepard was in it. She did a lot of the music. The Portia de Rossi, who hasn't done too much, but she's the partner of um, uh, uh, Ellen. Um, Lucy Liu, who obviously was, you know, has gone on to many, many, many things. Uh, Gil Bellows, uh, Greg German, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So and and the thing that pisses me off about him is he said, well, it was a hobby. You know, I started as a hobby. You know, screw you, hobby. (laughs) I'm, I'm bleeding I'm, I'm bleeding blood here, you know, uh, you know, out of my eyeballs to get something sold. And he's doing it as a hobby. So now nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, OK, so we are Plot Points Podcast. My my uh, I am Mark Sevy and my co-host today is, as most weeks, is Christopher Styers. He is a. Uh, and comp, quite an accomplished writer uh, of everything, but uh, he does have uh, novels out on on Amazon. You can go to his Amazon pages, his um, Barnes and Noble page, or ChristopherStyers.com. He finally got a website after years of me yelling at him, um, and then yeah. put then had it up in a matter of a, in a couple of days. So, so yep. screw you too, Chris. That's what I got to say to you. So. <laughs> So, Chris, we have we have a lot of questions. Let's see what we can get done. Uh, okay. Maybe I think we're only going to get to one or two. So, go ahead and ask. Okay. The, go ahead and go ahead and ask well, him in the the order you sent them to me, please. Okay. Um, how do you know there's enough conflict in your screenplay, and how do you, when how do you determine when there's too much? Uh, I'll give you an example, but it's not really an example. It's up to you guys to do the research. Pick the most uh, impressive TV show you've ever seen or movie and and answer that question for yourself. Is there a scene in there where there isn't conflict? In other words, even if a person is sitting on a bench looking out over the water, uh, they're thinking about something which is conflict. Uh, So it's all in the setup. It really is. It's hard to – it's hard to quantify uh, conflict because I think every scene should have conflict. I think there should always be suspense. Suspense is conflict. Conflict is suspense. So I, first of all, there's no such thing as too much. Second of all, it can be take. It can be it can be pulled out of any scene, even a even a breakfast scene. This is what drives me nuts about my students, is they'll put a scene in a restaurant, and um, 
you know, have a nice conversation between two characters. There's no sexual tension. There's no emotional tension. There's no mental tension. There's no physical tension. You know, why do I want to watch that? I get enough of that in my own life where there's nothing. You know, I want to... (laughs) I want people I want people in conflict. Um and yes, it's nice to have scenes where people are not in conflict, but even if they're not in conflict, there's some suspense. Let's say you're making you're driving you're writing a scene about two people making love. Well, there's not really conflict there. That's a meeting of the minds and body. But the the moment is always overshadowed by the the sexual tension that that, that those yeah. scenes present. So so I don't know. To, to me, it's kind of a flip answer. I don't have any hard and fast rules about it. I just say every scene should have conflict. Every scene should should support some sort of suspense. And no such thing is too much. Okay, Chris, give me one more question, and then uh, we'll call it a, a I call it a day, night, or whatever. Okay, Mark, how long does it take to write a screenplay? Uh, it takes forever. And it takes no time at all. I guess the first draft for me takes literally a couple of weeks. It really, I'm capable of doing, you know, up to 20, 25 pages a day if I have to. Usually I do about 10. And then, so if you just extrapolate out, if I write 10 pages a day, five days a week, that's a hundred pages in two weeks, way, way under a month. Now, do you mean, how long does it take to write a first draft or how long does it take to finish a screenplay completely? <laughs> okay. Right? How long does it take to get the comp- the screenplay you're satisfied with done? I think it's to, for me, it's three drafts. So however long that okay. takes, I, I always do a first draft, which I think is always pretty good. And then I, I read it and I realize it isn't. So I do a second draft and then I usually, before I send it out or before I'm satisfied with it, I do a third draft. So I would say the whole process is probably maybe uh, two to two to maybe two to six weeks, something like that. Um, okay. But when I did the pilot, uh, the guys, the producers made a lot of change, not changes, but a lot of suggestions, I would say. So it went yeah. on for months. I ended up writing that thing for months, but there was also a Bible involved and. And uh, some right. drafts and stuff. So I don't know. Two to six weeks. I, I don't know. How long does it take you to do a screenplay? It varies. I've done some in a month's time mm-hmm. where I've been satisfied with what I've done. And then I've had others because of things happening in life, um, you know, taking much longer. Okay. And then sometimes, which I think is usually good, but sometimes not. I write myself into a corner Mm. and then I got to sit there and figure out, okay, how would they get out of this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think that the answer to those questions of how long does it take or what does it involve just have Mm -hmm. to do with the project itself. Is it, is it, you know, long form? Is it short form? Is it, uh, is it fully formed in your mind? All that stuff. So, so it really varies. There's not really a way to quantify it, but it's an interesting discussion because everybody wants to know how much, how, how long, how this, how that. So I think reasonably two to six weeks for me and for you, because you have some experience, but I've seen students go a year. So uh, it, it takes what it takes. 
Um, well, anyway, so cool. And uh, let me, uh, I think we're, we're ready to wrap this up, but um, I'd like to thank my friend and collaborator and co-host Christopher Styers for, uh, for agreeing to do another one of these podcasts. We are Plot Points Podcast. I'm Mark Sevy. Chris has a website, ChristopherStyers.com. He has an Amazon and um, uh, Barnes & Noble page. He's a terrific writer. You should avail yourself of some of his books. Uh, he's got everything from alternative history to what, are, what do you call it? Fantasy romance, sword and sorcery. What is it? Uh, yeah, medieval historical romance adventure. And porn. Okay, good. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it is very it is very racy though. So uh, I I don't think it's rated R, but it's got to be at least. Well, maybe it is rated R. So. Uh, anyway, but at least, yeah, I would say it is. Yeah. yeah at least PG, at least a hard PG 13. So, um, oh, we, yeah. we come to you by, by monthly. We do one of these every other week. That's all I can afford as far as time. I would love to do one every week, but uh, we can't anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, I would like to uh, thank you all for listening, uh, to our devoted fan base. Uh, appreciate your input always. We are Plot Points Podcast, and for myself and the ladies and gentlemen of the Orange County Screenwriters Association and my friend, co-host, and collaborator, Christopher Styers, be inspired, do good work.
Thank <laughs> you.